All right, guys, what's up? I'm live. Um, I had to the live button because with StreamYard, if you don't go live by nine minutes after the hour, you lose your uh, cast to different platforms. So here I am. Uh, Max didn't make it yet. I was told he's on a tight schedule, and I think he's in Calgary today, and uh, he may be joining at some point in the next uh, few minutes, hopefully. So I'm just going to kind of monologue it for a little bit until he gets here. Um, federal election, September 20th. There's a bunch of stuff to cover. It seems like one of the biggest topics that's getting a ton of uh, conversation on anyway is this COVID, uh, beer bug, passports, vaccine passports, and um, the stand that all these political parties seem to have on it. Because as far as I can tell by looking at um, Trudeau versus his other colleagues should we call them colleagues his friends <laughs> you know when they're in court you watch those movies when they're in court and they say well my friend over here i guess you know his you know his friends don't really uh stand out and say much aside from nodding their head and agreeing to it um interesting ha thing happened today on ontario premier doug ford uh who was vehemently opposed to vaccine passports uh announced today at one o'clock that there's vaccine passports and a few days earlier, Trudeau bribed each of the provinces, I believe, with a billion dollars to implement vaccine passports. So it's an interesting environment, man. Um, I don't talk too much about politics on my channel. I have been involved in politics uh, for about, there was a stint for about 16 to 18 months, about 10 years ago. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about this on the cast, uh, assuming Max does or doesn't make it. but. I was doing some lobbying on this uh, bill in Parliament called Bill 55, which was um, going to completely change the rules on the uh, debt business to help people get out of credit card debt. So I spent quite a bit of time talking to all of these politicians, and I know Jagmeet Singh well. Um, I spent quite a bit of time with him because he was the um, critic on the bill. So I'll definitely talk to you guys a little bit about that with my experience with uh, politicians and um, what I think of them and uh, you know the selection and voting patterns and what's going on. Another interesting thing that's come up as well, uh, because of this vaccine passport that they just announced, um, you're not gonna be allowed to vote in person after a certain date. I think it's the 13th if I'm not mistaken. And that means you're gonna have to use mail-in ballots. And we saw what happened with mail-in ballots to our friends south of the border, right? So history seems to be repeating itself. It's, you know, it's convenient that uh, Trudeau announces and starts to encourage and bribes the provinces with vaccine passports um, right around the time of the election and then makes it difficult for people to vote in person, resulting in mail-in ballots if you don't have two jabs. You can only vote in person, apparently, if you have two jabs now. So you want to cast a vote, you want to have your voice heard, do it before the 13th. You can vote early from what I understand. Um, let's grab the super chat over here from Robert. How's the best way to stop this vaccine passport business killer? There's a lot of businesses that are um, still going to, from what I've heard, Okay, and I've heard quite a lot. There's there's some private Facebook groups now coming up, from what I understand, with uh, 
six figures worth of, of, of people in there that are either business owners or patrons. And they're basically saying, we're not going to discriminate. We don't care if you've been pinned or not. You know, if you want to be our customer, we're happy to serve you. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of businesses out there um, and, and patrons even that are not going to um, roll with this. It's supposed to be a temporary measure, you know, oh, this is going to go away sort of thing. Let me grab the, um, the party comparison charts because um, I, I was going to use this, but I was told I was only going to have his ear for about 15 to 20 minutes. So I figured I would uh, just kind of converse with him directly on his platform items that he wanted to discuss. Uh, let's do this. Party platforms. I take an objective approach to this because it's just it, people get so you know bent out of shape. Um, some chart based here. Compare on these issues. There's there's a lot of problems that's happening right now. I can tell you right now with the mainstream media, because according to the polls, uh, Max Bernier's party is got about six percent in the polls, which is about the same as a green party, but he gets no mention in a lot of these publications, um, like CBC news and stuff like that. McLean's magazine, which is a Canadian publication, um, talking about their, their platforms and their position and even the stock photography, they don't even use the stock photography. They're just using the main parties, uh, or who they deem to be the main parties, even though he's pretty much neck and neck or surpassed the green party, the green party still gets mentioned. The Bloc Quebecois gets mentioned. But um, there's very little or muted mention of what it is that um, he's he's talking about. So, I mean, I wish him the best. You know, he's 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 tearing it up across the country. He was he was arrested a few months back. I think it was about a month and a half back in Winnipeg because um, he was basically on the road and wanted to have some conversations and you know rally about what he was all about. And uh, because they had the strictest. Um, what was it? Uh, mask mandates and social distancing mandates. They actually arrested him um, and put him in cuffs. And I think he spent eight hours in jail. And for who could potentially be the prime minister of Canada, it's an interesting way to deal with a situation um, given the circumstances in which he's approaching it. You can go look for the video online, you know, if you want to see it. Uh, Prow says they're using a boiling the fog strategy with the Vax Pass first non-essential biz, then onto retail stores and finally grocery. They'll later expand the definition of fully vaxxed to three plus. The problem with the um, the whole Vax stuff, and Ryan, if you want to hop in, um, I sent you the link already. You can hop in now because I'm not sure if or when he's going to show up. We're 16 minutes past the hour, and they said he was going to be here around seven. So I'm assuming he's he either can't make it, the schedule is too tight or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but I mean, the interesting thing about these booster shot things is Canadians, Ryan's a fellow Canadian. So I thought it'd be prudent to have him on here with this is, um, it doesn't end at one shot, two shots, or triple shots. They're going to keep basically pumping out these shots to keep you on the subscription basis of immunization or what's supposed to be immunization anyway. But, um, yeah, this, this, this is the first step to a fully segregated society, something which is I've never seen in my entire life, to be honest with you, man, I'm close to 50. I've never seen anything like this. This is, um, 
you know, they put they put gold stars on people in the 1940s in a country in Europe. And, you know, it started with that. You know, the depending on what the color of your skin was, you weren't allowed to drink out of certain water fountains or sit on certain places on a bus at one time in history. This is not that much different. It's not that much different. I don't know that it's going to get to the grocery store, you know, situation. Is it? I don't know. You know, are they going to stop you from buying food? I guess I'm going to have to go out hunting for my food, maybe. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of people out there. <laughs> we'll have to see, right? Um, there's also the question that Ryan dropped earlier before the show went live. He said, um, oh, there you are anyway. You know, we can talk about this since we're, since we're kicking it. I don't know if he's going to make it, but I don't think he's going to make it. Oh, that sucks, man. I was looking forward to that. Uh, you know, I was too. I, I, um, you know, I, I got a follow from him on uh, Twitter and, um, you know, I DM'd him and I said, Hey, um, you know, the lecture's coming up. Let's, um, let's get you on my channel and talk about your platform and what you're doing. Cause I like, you know, your approach to dealing with this, um, insanity that Trudeau's bringing to Canada. I don't know, man. Like, what do you think? Like you're, you're, you're a retired naval uh, serviceman. You're Canadian, you know, true and true. You've lived in Canada longer than I have, really. Yeah. Well, the one thing I know about the Liberal Party is, versus the Conservatives, any military guy will know if you vote the Liberal Party in, you're going to get cuts to funding. Uh, last time they had Cray uh, Chan's government in, it was so bad that there were service peepers, people doing food stamps. Mm. And Harper's government came in. They obviously increased funding, meet our NATO commitments. So for that reason alone, any military guy who doesn't vote conservative is kind of weird. For me, and it's something I really wanted to ask him, it's like, uh, you know how most Canadians do strategic voting, right? We don't actually vote yeah. for anybody. We vote against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a really good point, actually. I've got a, I've got a map here that I wanted to present to him when um, we were going to go live. So I'll throw it up on the screen because I think this is going to illustrate the point that you want to make because it's like, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I just pulled up like a normal riding. So I just... You know, got something in the GTA. We got Richmond Hill here, and uh, red is, of course, liberal, and green is conservative, and they flip flop back and forth over the years. It's mostly been a liberal riding. I think there's 339 ridings in Canada, so there's that many seats that are available in par Parliament from representatives for the federal government. And of course, you know, if you're right, if if you represent enough seats to become the majority, then then your leader becomes a prime minister. Basically, is the way that it works here. So it's it's probably a similar system to what way it is in the US. But, you know, here we got the liberals and the conservatives flip flopping back and forth over the years with very little mention of the other parties, with the exception of down over here. If I scroll down a bit more, I can see the people's representative Igor as 507 votes. So let's say you like Max Bernier and you'd like him to be the prime minister of Canada because you stand, you know, for what he stands for. Mm -hmm. Voting for the people's party, like, would that make sense if if it's a flip-flop between the conservatives and the liberals? If, if you're voting for what you want, sure. But that's the thing. Let's say you really hate the lockdown policies and Trudeau just went on. Didn't he just do a whole speech basically saying, yeah, half the Canadians are going to get screwed over on this one. Screw those guys. And everybody's cheering them on. Yeah, he called them, you know, those people over there are putting <laughs> yeah. our children at risk. Oh, yeah. Remember when John Don Cherry got fired for saying those people? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my how times have changed. Times have changed, like, haven't if you they? Want to vote for him, and if he gets like, was it one seat and five percent of the popular vote, he gets a seat at the the debate table, right? I think that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. So how can well, somebody well the wants to vote well the riding has to elect the representative to go to Ottawa, right? And last election they got no seats. Yeah. 
Right. Because the Green Party's barely better than them, and they always get a seat because they Elizabeth May wins her one seat in Hippie Town. Right. But then, yeah, how do you tell a guy? Like, look, you're in a riding like that where literally you can choose to vote for who you want to and then get what you don't want. You'll get like a liberal vaccine pass thing, but you vote for Maxine Bernier. Or you can vote for the conservatives and hopefully lose one more seat for the liberal party, right? That's strategic voting. And I'm like, why is he putting a candidate in that riding? And if so, why would somebody vote for that? Because I think PPC is mostly a conservative party. It's for like the old Harper type conservatives that have kind of been disenfranchised with the new party, if I understand it correctly. Yeah, the way I understand it is, is it somewhere between classical liberal and like libertarian conservative? It's like a mashup of all of that is the way they've been yeah. labeled. Like for me, it's great. Here, it's like the liberals are two to one for votes. So Yeah, well, you live downtown Canada. Toronto, man. You're right in the core. Oh, yeah. It's Soytown, <laughs> it's, Soytown it's, Canada. It's Soytown Canada, man. And this, you know, the worst part is that I'm not even a conservative. I've, I voted NDP so often. I Do like you really? Them as like the, I want them as the opposition party. They're a terrible party, dude. Like, well, so I was saying earlier, like, I don't know if you were watching considered. when I was talking about Jack Meat, but he was he was a critic that was assigned to Bill Fifty Five in twenty eleven when I was lobbying the Ontario government, and and I think he was a um, Bradford writing a, a guy or Brantford, I don't know. Anyway, he was you know he was the elected official there for Ontario, and he was a critic on the bill. So whenever a bill is presented to to Parliament, mm -hmm. each of the parties parties will assign a critic to it to basically say, all right, you know, collect the information, they pass it on to the party, and then when it gets voted to go to royal assent, if it passes or not, then it becomes law sort of thing. So he was a guy that I was working with, and there was one other NDP guy that I worked with that I that I had to buy lunch to meet with him. So my lobby said. You know, we can meet with this guy, but he can only do a lunch. We'll meet in this restaurant. You know, we sit down. I buy this guy a $100 steak, and I'm listening to him go on and on about how much he loves his boat and his fast car. And I'm like, this dude's an NDP representative, and all he's talking about is blowing money on fast shit, and he's eating the steak I'm buying, and he did nothing. But, like, he didn't want to listen to what I, what I needed to talk to him about. He just wanted to talk about his hobbies, right? I can't even remember the name his name for the life of me. But... <laughs> Jagmeet Singh at least seemed like a smart guy, right? Like he's like he's an intelligent guy. He's a lawyer. Um, he assured me that he was going to do what was right for the consumer. And the way the legislation and the law was written, it was very hostile towards the consumer. It would remove the option of debt relief or make it much more expensive. Um, and lo and behold, the bill got passed and it went through royal assent and became law. And all the parties pretty much agreed on it. <laughs> the oh, only God. the only critic that I didn't feel like I was misled by at the time that I met with was the conservative critic, right? Which makes sense. Don't get, get me wrong though. When I said I voted NDP, that was during like the Layton era. If you guys, oh, don't Jack know, Layton was Layton. liked by yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Basically, it's like the NDP is always a horrible party that has like a leader that everybody oh. likes. That's the only way they get votes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I'm with you on that. It's just. I don't want to be a conservative. I don't want to be a liberal. I don't think they're like the states anyway. We have Democrats and Republicans. Ours are both business friendly. It's more of like a East Coast versus West Coast thing. One of the one of the big problems that isn't getting airtime right now. I mean, the airtime is is either people yelling at Trudeau when he's going to and from his tour bus, like they're calling them right wing pro protesters, but they're really just you know probably Trudeau voter voters that were pissed off because they mis got misled. It was those people those people over there. <laughs> and, um, 
you know, the topic of the vaccination, the beer bug, if you don't do it, you know, we're going to force you to do it, blah, 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 that sort of thing. But one thing I've noticed in the last two years since all of these imposed laws on Canadians is I've got about, I mean, I can count them on two hands, maybe two hands and a foot. Friends that have just said, you know what, I'm done with it. They bend me over and they tax me at 53%. I'm paying way too much money into programs that I don't agree with. I run a business that's location independent. I can go anywhere. And they just packed up their bags and left Canada. You know, they sold all of their shit, packed up their bags, and they've either gone to Caribbean islands, Mexico, uh, U.S. states that have lower uh, tax rates, you know, that are more friendlier. Um, Kinkos, all those. That's, yeah, the, but, that's the Cayman Islands for Canada. Yeah, like where are they going to get the tax revenue when all of the entrepreneurs that are chasing excellence, putting a dent in the universe, say, you know what, I don't need to live here. Well, that's that's been the Canadian thing. Even as far back as the 80s when I was a kid, the saying was Canada cuts down the tall trees, right? And the only way to make it as a Canadian is to go is to become an American. That's why all of our sure. best actors, everybody's the only guy like they move down there. It's not just taxes either. It's the whole thing. It's just nothing is encouraged. There's no investment. Montreal even tried like tech sector investment to get like our version of Silicon Valley, but it turned into such like a mafia grift. We're just we're just very bad at the entrepreneurial spirit. Like we got good people, just bad policies surrounding it. What do you think of this O'Toole guy? Aaron O'Toole is the conservative leader. Like uh, Mark here says, he's he, he's going to pick up where Trudeau left off for tax uh, tax passports, zero carbon emissions, puberty blockers for kids. I don't think so. I, to be honest, he's he's kind of milk toast. Like I don't have an opinion on him. He would you call him milk toast? Like, yeah, milk toast. There's nothing about him. He's just what the hell's milk toast? Tablet. What is that? Just boring. He's like vanilla pudding. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's nothing about him, and I think his platform. I think JJ McCullough was talking about it. his platform is I'm not going to be crazy. He's basically like the Joe Biden of Canada. I'm running on a platform of not being crazy like that Trump bastard. But for well, it doesn't look like he's going to fall asleep or he's got some kind of like degenerative well, mental well, we're disorder Canadians, happening. We do things better, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It seems like they're going to be doing, uh, they're going to do the same stuff, but instead of making it mandatory, it's optional. And they're le largely going to let the provinces decide, which doesn't solve the problem. But I think that's much better than how what's Trudeau is like, I'll give a billion dollars to anybody who makes this stuff mandatory, basically bribing the provinces into being authoritarian like this. I just don't understand why the Canadian public doesn't hold these politicians, you know, at their word like it's like you know Dude, i know memory's a goldfish like a month and a half ago doug ford was all i'm vehemently opposed to vaccine passports i don't want to segregate society that we're not doing that here and then you know trudeau goes hey i'll give you a billion dollars to do it buddy and he's like okay let's do it makes the announcement today right i know i can't how often is it that i gotta go from like fuck dougie to good job dougie i've done it like five times this last two years I don't know, man. It just seems to me like he just he reminds me of the kid who at school who like did whatever people told him to because he thought he'd make friends that way. I know that's probably not true, but I miss his brother. I really do. Never yeah, at least you knew what he was head. about, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> and he showed up to work on time and did his job. Still, <laughs> Crack will do that. Yeah, Crack will do that for you. Yeah, it's, it's I don't a messy know. I'm election, a, man. I'm a little disappointed that Max didn't make it. I thought it would have been interesting to have that conversation with him for at least a 15, 20 minutes, but... Such is life, man. Sometimes this happens. But the show must go on. We must go live when you schedule the show. I know. Poor guy. Do you know another YouTuber is running for PPC too, right? Yeah, this guy, Viva Fry. Yeah, he's in the, the Notre Dame uh, part of Northern I Ireland. should 
I should I should shoot him a message just to hear his take because one of the guys from my community a couple of days ago mentioned his uh, channel. He's he's like a I don't know if he's a retired lawyer, he's an ex lawyer, but you know he kind of switched over to becoming a YouTuber. And he's got YouTube some good insight. Yeah, he's got some good insight. I don't know if you've watched his channel. Do you? Oh yeah, I'm a huge fan. I was a fan of his channel before the Trump thing, which kind of made him explode. Oh, okay. So it was kind of neat. I love Canadian content creators. Yeah, he's yeah he's really smart dude, and he's got good perspective. Um, I mean, he's running for his riding. I mean, you know, all the best if you can get those seats. But mm -hmm. I mean, last election they got zero seats in Parliament. So. I mean, also media savvy. Like, look at Jagby. What's he doing? He's green screening him doing TikTok dances. Yeah, they put it on a superimposed video of twenty-year-olds. It's so well, cringe. Yeah, I know. He likes to appeal to the younger crowd. I mean, yeah, smart guy. Just, very, yeah. very smart guy. He's crafty, but he's a liar, man. That guy lied right to my face several times. Well, of course. The only, the only thing I'll give him that's pretty awesome, and I'm surprised nobody said anything yet. Do you know his wife is like twenty years younger than him? Good, good for him. Yeah, is oh, something I'm wrong like with that. He's got, got a hottie. <laughs> Super hottie, super young, and I'm and my even my. How old is he? He's in his forties, isn't he? Yeah, he's in his forties, mid forties, mm. and the girl is like. He's a big guy too. He's something. a fucking giant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think who was the biggest politician? Lately? Wasn't it Andrew Shear? Sure. He was like six foot five or something like that, three hundred pounds. He was like the monster. Yeah. yeah, he was an imposing figure. Biggest he didn't... chipmunk I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he was a big imposing chipmunk, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. So it's weird, dude. You know, like. You hear the noise, you see the people kind of like getting upset about stuff and they're starting to get a little bit louder. There's, oh, by the way, so so I just heard, mm. uh, I just got a message on it, so I'll tell you when the date is. Um, there's a rally in Toronto, so this is coming your way, Ryan. Queen's Park, September 18th, North End. Oh, just before the election. Yeah, just before the election, two days before the election. So I don't know if that's going to have any impact, but I'm guessing they're rallying against stuff that they don't like. I hope what, so. What well, could I it possibly be, do you like, think? I hope so. I don't what do you think it could possibly be? Yeah, have you, you've seen how the polls have been going, right? How Trudeau thought it was going to be an easy way to steal a majority, and then the polls are just showing the conservatives are, are crushing it? Yeah. Are they going to get it though? We'll see, right? I mean, why would they have called the election if they didn't think that they were going to get it? Do you follow this guy, Jeremy McKenzie, the raging dissident? No, I don't know who he is. He's on um, he's on Instagram. He's been deplatformed everywhere else. Oh, is he that guy with the neck tattoo who did the? No, uh, no. Uh, he's somewhere in the prairies. He might be in Saskatchewan, but he's a uh, military serviceman, retired, um, and and he basically goes for long walks on ranks, you know, with his dog. Oh, I've um, heard of this guy. I haven't actually yeah. seen him though. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. I was uh, I was DMing a couple months ago. Um, I thought about bringing him on, but I mean, he's like really, um, you know, when you deal with somebody that's been deplatformed everywhere, gotcha. <laughs> you're basically inviting problems. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Lucid trading. Uh, I'd love to know what streaming software you're using. I'm a streamer myself. I've been wanting to use the same software. Absolutely love the content. What's your opinion on Jordan Peterson? Yeah, it's uh, that episode. <laughs> it's called StreamYard. Yeah, we've done Jordan Peterson many times. Yeah, he seems nice. Actually, the one I've been following is uh, Adamson's Barbecue. That guy, he just got out of court again with. Uh, remember his whole thing where they tried to shut him down because of COVID. He had to break into his own place and then they arrested him. Oh, that was the rib guy, the barbecue place. Yeah, I've been trying to get a hold of him forever, but he never answers his email or any any social media, which is kind of annoying. But the judge threw out the appeal on some weird technicality so they're escalating now i think it's 
either the Supreme Court of the province or the country. I'm not sure which. Mm. So it's kind of neat to see. Like he, it sounds like he's gonna lose it, but he's definitely gonna make it cost. I think so, a lot of these. Um, I think a lot of these lawsuits are really gonna clog up the court system, and many of them are just gonna be like, ah, "It's violation of your charter rights. We're not gonna deal with this." Yeah, I hope so. Honestly, the music dude. The small saving grace in the U.S. are some of the state's localities have banned mandates. Arizona, one of them. I ran away from New York prior to Vax Pass. Check out Anne Amelie in, in YouTube. Is that YouTube or Yukon Territories? Has some good takes on COVADs. I'm guessing that's a YouTube channel, Anne O'Malley. Uh, I was all excited for Max. I wanted to make myself a drink. Yeah, well, these things happen. Yeah, it's... um. And the problem, I, I don't know Jeremy stuff. I'll have to watch it. But, you know, the problem I have with a lot of these arguments over the vaccine is they're kind of focused on the wrong details. And like the conspiracy theorist in me thinks it's one of those. Uh, well, I mean, the problem is, is anytime you talk about this, it, it's like, you know, you got yourself at risk for getting deplatformed or getting censored, you know, because it's like, yeah. you know, you're not even allowed to have a loose conversation. I wouldn't be surprised if this one got taken down or. Oh, or, don't say that. I don't want to be the guy who destroyed Rich Cooper. No, nah, it's not. <laughs> Listen, you know, I invited this on myself by creating the event talking about Canadian politics. And I mean, the main talking point right now out there today for almost everybody, it's not the homeless. It's not abortion. It's not military. It's the beer bug. Yeah. Right. Body, so, I mean, this is the thing. Is but it's like a legal issue, right? It's not a medical. Like there's a medical issue. Sure. Mm -hmm. But you could solve that with a lot of public trust. Like the only question I've been asking since the start was, you know how they had that very quick uh, approval process here? Normally it takes like 10 years and here they did it in like six months and I'm going, well, are you talking about for the vaccine? Yeah. For like yeah. the approval of the vaccine. Great. Our official authorities approved it. Here's my question. Does that mean that every medical uh, approval before this has had so much red tape that we're basically stifling medical advancement or are all those processes absolutely vital and we're skipping them here for the sake of convenience. Now I could, if they said, yeah, we're, we're cutting some shortcuts here because it's that serious a threat. I can live with that. That's at least telling me what the honest risks are. And I think that honesty would go a long way. Or saying that it was yeah. it was bad before and we need to fix it. But it's that having it both ways thing. And they're like, yeah, no, no, it's fine. And we took a tenth of the time to get there and just trust us. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's the military guy in me, but I have a really big distrust for authority after having worked for it for so long. <laughs> I've seen yeah, this I, way I, too many. I basically threw away most of my... Um trust in people trying to meddle in my lives like oh, i guess you would have you know i just i just wish that people it, you know when i say people canadian you know the general population would basically look at the code in the matrix and and see it for what it is and say you know i'd rather have freedom than free shit because mm -hmm. i mean if you look at the polls and the voting patterns of people and what they're looking for and the outrage and the fucking wokeness and the da, 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 da. it's like i just finished watching a video that um you know that guy libs of tiktok posts on twitter oh yeah 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 i just watched i just watched a video while i was waiting to go live you, you know keeping my fingers crossed that max would show up that was um that was about uh how to use bug as your pronouns and it's like what yeah <laughs> Like, you know, how to use moth or bug as a, like, these are actual conversation pieces today, stuff that I never thought about, you know, when I was a kid. It's like, <laughs> I thought about making money and buying fast cars and girls. Like, that's what I thought about. Now it's like, 
you know, people are having conversations about your pronouns and your privilege and your wokeness. And if you're not woke enough, you have to do this, you know, become more woke sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know. It just reminds me that one I saw on there, the girl looked like uh, the Daryl Hannah character from Blade Runner. You remember that? (laughs) (laughs) And I looked at this. I'm like, dude, you can't, we can't have cyberpunk this year. Kowloon walled city and like high tech, low life with like replicants running around. What the hell is wrong with you guys? That was supposed to be science fiction. The woke agenda, man. It's so funny. Yeah, stem heads with no gender. I'm like, man, where's Harrison Ford to do some hunting when you need him? Uh, he's gone, dude. He's <laughs> retired. We've got we've got Dwayne the woke Johnson, you know, as our replacement. The big dude that looks like he could beat up the world, but he's about as woke as they all come. I'm wondering though, with these guys, are they actually woke or do they just know like uh, as a public relations thing they're told to say that? I bet they have a a bunch of handlers that basically manage everything for them. I mean, like you can tell the guys that don't have handlers, like you can tell like a guy like Joe Rogan doesn't have handlers, right? Like he, he's like, no, I'll, I'll take the hundred million dollars to move my podcast. I'll put it on Spotify, but you're not going to censor me and I'm going to say whatever I want. Yep. And that's the way it should be. Right. I mean, like you, like why do people need to mute and censor and, and handle everything you do to like water it down and make people feel okay. I think it's that mainstream appeal thing. That's the scary part. And you don't need it. Heck, your channel's huge. I think I think it's fair to say you're probably the biggest red-pilled content creator today on YouTube. You think that's fair? There's some bigger ones that talk about topics around this space, but sure, okay. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's you. So you've already shown, like, at, at the very least, where you're at's the ceiling, and you're still growing. And all these guys thinking about get a handler after you get 200,000 subscribers or 100,000 subscribers, I'm just going... At least Rogan sold himself out for a hundred million. Like, what does he always say? Like, aim high. <laughs> I don't think he actually sold himself out though, man. Because he's like, ah, that's the you know, he's. He, I don't really see that his casts have changed that much from no, YouTube oh, no, I to totally what he's agree. doing. I'm just saying that's like that. Everybody's like, oh, he sold out. It's like, well, at least he sold out for a hundred million. Look, he never you, really did, but. If you have the attention of people and they like what you're doing and somebody wants exclusive access to your content, I mean, if Spotify, you know, came to me and said, I'll give you whatever to move your show or, you know, just to cast here exclusively, I'd be like, okay, well, let's see what those numbers look like. Right. <laughs> I'm a businessman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd be stupid not to if somebody offered you a hundred million for entrepreneurs and cars on Spotify and you didn't. It wouldn't that. happen, but yeah. Okay. I mean, you well, know, and it's, I love, Nobody pays attention to like the meta of your channel. Like, you know how you always say, do the work, right? Yeah. And then people will follow you and they'll make a YouTube channel and they'll try to get fast, easy money. Like your channel's been how many years now? I'd have to go look back. 2014, May 23rd, 2014 was the start like date. Eight years. And you made it big, but it took you eight, seven, eight years, right? Slow years. Yeah. And people are wondering like, how do I get big like Rich? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you work for eight years. Yeah. And don't suck. And don't, yeah, don't be suck. disingenuous and don't like, you know. Do dumb shit that's going to come back to bite you in the ass later. Or, or even like me, suck when you start and then try to get better every individual video you put afterwards. Yeah. We Are you doing any more videos with that guy, Richie, you know, Quentin Tarantino edit? Because I want to watch some more of those, but <laughs> I do. I like that. That's that was so good. I hate, I hate those red meat ones. They're sort of annoying and they're off topic. So I wait. You know, when YouTube gives you the one out of 10, two out of 10, I know. as soon as that one leaves my top 10. I'll put out another one. It's just yeah. enough to keep people interested in it. Cause there's, what are we going to learn from it? It's just some thought in Vancouver shaking her ass paying for her million dollar condo with only fans. I'm like, fair oh, enough. Fair <laughs> enough. What am I going to teach you guys? Fair enough. <laughs> but you'll watch it. And she's actually more popular than that short haired chick that likes your little zombie game. 
Oh, um, yeah, I never got a chance to interact with her. It was just you and Rolo that dealt with that. But that was like that turned turned out to be a waste of time, didn't it? Oh, beyond a waste of time. I mean, it seemed nice enough. Her husband was kind of a weird soy boy, like literally the guys you make fun of. She made mm. a joke how she'd sleep with me, but then she wouldn't call me back the next day. And it seemed like it was very jovial and nice. But then at the end, she's like, I think these guys are cult leaders, guys. I'm so sorry. And I was just like, okay. I guess I had to learn that one the hard way. I'm not smart like you when you're just like, what's the what's the rule about uh, <laughs> who to work with? Don't work with don't work <laughs> with idiots and people that work with idiots. Exactly. I'm a slow learner, but I'll get I get I get guys that bother me all the time that are just morons, dude. I, you know, they debate me. It's like, yeah, I'm going to debate you on what exactly. Go away, you little flea. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm surprised you have. They haven't tried to get you with the commune, like bread tube, like that. Bread tube. Those guys. What's that? Yeah, it's like the uh, communists. All the ones that keep showing up with like million dollar houses and that. I guess they've been like socialist on YouTube, arguing and trying to debate everybody. But then you find out every single one of them is like a rich kid. Well, it's just clout chasing is what they're trying to do. I mean, they're trying to use your name and your reach to stitch it to theirs so they can grow. It's like a leveling up process. I've seen a lot of guys do it, especially in you know the space that we've broadcasted in. Um, <laughs> Not mentioning know. any names. Don't want to mention any names, of course. <laughs> clout chasing. I don't get it. You guys, I mean, you guys know who you are. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's that's why I'm not growing as fast as other guys. But it's like I don't like that. I just if it's somebody I find interesting, I'll reach out, and if they want to talk, I'd love to talk. Do you like what you're doing though? Like, do you really enjoy it? Um. So I started a second channel where I play Minecraft, and I'm yeah, really I saw that it one. takes over. Because <laughs> if I can make the same money, just like goofing around on Minecraft, giving a couple casual red pill stories and making videos, I'll do that in a heartbeat. Check this out. So. This is what I love about about this. So I'm not going to show you the video, but I'm going to play the audio so you can hear it. So I got this as like a video recording on my um, Instagram DM. So check this out. Uh-oh. Is this going to play for me or what? It's better not be somebody's Batman origin story. Better make sure it's not like, oh, hang on. No, it doesn't play. Oh, once you play it once, they don't let you play it again. Son of a bitch. Oh, well. I was going to try. I was going to play a little bit of testimonial. This guy was like, hey, I was making like $80,000 a year dating a single mom with four kids and she was still banging her ex and you saved my life. And it's like, that's what I want to hear. That's what I like to hear from from guys, yeah. right? Like you, like you were the catalyst in me, you know, leveling up, right? Those are the only reason I would even that's say why I, I do enjoyed this. it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it wasn't for those, I'd have, I'd have done a makeup channel. I don't care. Uh, Janik says, I bet he was told not to interview with you. Tells me all I need to know about him. Another garden tool. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I don't see you as like a very controversial figure. Is he that worried about like appeasing liberal news outlets? Cause they I don't know. know people call like... him, I don't know. People call him mad max. I mean, nobody calls me mad rich or anything like that. So how bad can I be? Yeah. The worst you had was that uh, British TV show that tried to get you on to have some soccer moms yell at you. And you were like, and they tried to He's... pay like five hundred bucks or something. Okay, uh, I got the I got the email from from the guy back. He says yes, he's scheduled to be on at seven fifteen. No, I, I I scheduled it for seven, and then he says he's having trouble logging in. Is there a phone number he can call? What? Jeez. Okay, here. Let's try this again. I'm gonna hit the invite button. Copy. Right. Yeah, if you get them all, uh, I'll take off here and let you. Yeah, no problem. Because I want to watch this. I don't want to talk. Just have Max see. Click this link and you're in. I thought I made it clear with the email. I just said, you know what? I always give clear instructions to people whenever I have them. It's like, you know, have headphones, a good connection, like the standard spiel stuff, right? And a stream yard, push the button. Yeah, just open it from your phone and, and join. 
we'll see. Yeah. Maybe like he'll said, join. Maybe he won't. My girl knew I was off limits right now, so she just went shopping. So this better be worth it because she's going to come back with leather pants or something for another oh. Louis Vuitton purse. Got as long as they're hot leather pants and you can have some fun with it, you're all good to go, bro. <laughs> all I could think of was that stupid Friends episode. <laughs> the leather pants. Where you can't get them off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Come on, Max. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm rooting for him anyway. I'm rooting for him. I mean, I don't know who's going to get the um, I don't know who's going to get the votes because I mean, people people do like to vote strategically. Like a lot of people ask me to ask them, like, you know, why should I cast a vote for the People's Party if you're only like six percent in the polls, and it's about getting Trudeau out and his insanity? Because I mean, the closest thing that that you can possibly do with most, you know, as I showed again, you know, here, yeah. you're not going to get somebody with um, five hundred uh, votes. To beat somebody with twenty one thousand votes, like you, like you'd have to have a huge, like you need a miracle for that. Yeah, I'm actually surprised in that one. Uh, Bernier's not trying to help out Jagmeet because he's every vote of the NDP is going to take away from a liberal vote. What they should do though is strategically plot to um, deal with ridings that actually have a chance of getting a PPC representative into Parliament at Ottawa. Right. That would be nice. Yeah, they don't need much. Just like one candidate and they could be there beside the Greens. Anything but anything but Trudeau would be fine at this point. Like I'd even take Jagmeet Singh, that lying sack of poo. <laughs> ABL elections. Gotta love them. All right. Anything but Trudeau, right? Yeah. Anything, anything but the liberals. liberals. That was always the joke. It's an ABC or an ABL election every time. Mark says, don't believe the polling numbers. Yeah, I don't know what you can believe anymore, man. You know, I always feel like I'm being lied to. It's like, you know, somebody says something and I, you know, discover the facts afterwards. One thing a lawyer told me one time when I was involved in a lawsuit like mm. 16 or 18 years ago, he said, the facts always have a way of exposing themselves to you, right? Because I was dealing with this just total bullshit and there was like missing piece of the puzzle. And he said, you know what? We've got everything prepared. You're in a good position you know, just, just wait. And sure enough, some disgruntled chick that somebody else was involved. I'm trying not to give away too much. Some disgruntled chick that was felt, you know, wrong done by somebody else that was in the middle came to me with all the information that I needed. Outstanding. Right. Just <laughs> sit back and wait. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm telling you, man, you, you know, women will always do this. They'll always mm -hmm. do this. Well, that's how everybody gets docs. They always like impress some girl with a, hey, I have like 50,000 Instagram followers. And the next thing you know, she's, here's the DMs he sent me asking for the, uh, asking for a casting couch. Yeah. Casting Never couch DMs. Girls. And there was more than one that showed up like that. Oh yeah. Oh, I wasn't even thinking of that one. I was just speaking in, cause that happens all the time. Oh, you're speaking in general. Of yeah. course you are. But I guess, yeah, now that I think about it, that is kind of apt. Yeah. That's why I don't, I don't know. It's the one thing I kind of, I don't want to get big to be a channel like yours. Cause like everybody who wants to collab with you, you got to think, is that because they like the content or is that just because they want to collab with oh, us? Oh, hang on a second. Okay, so I got another email and it's saying, it's prompting him. So let me take out the authenticate because it's got to authenticate. Uh, See, that's okay. weird. If it doesn't ask you for a login, it should just give you, like put in your name and go. In the military, we used to have to do these things. I guess like, he doesn't have a shots. Facebook account or a YouTube account. I don't think it's saying he has it's a YouTube account, but I bet his handlers handle it. He does, but when you but but 
but when you click the link for StreamYard to join, you have to authenticate with Facebook or YouTube, apparently. Um, so I just went to settings and I unticked that box. So let's see if you can get in now. Mm. Technology, eh? it's just one of those things. I feel like Ed McMahon, by the way, and we're doing like the Tonight Show right now. <laughs> You're gonna bring uh, in the new guest. <laughs> Better on the other better to greater says you guys are still locked down. Um, so marginally. So here's the state of where we are in Canada. So you guys have some clarity. So we can go to a gym with a mask. And as of the 20th, 13th or 20th, I can't remember what the date is, you have to have a piece of paper that says you've had two jabs. Otherwise, you're not allowed anymore. So non-essentials, gyms, dojos, movie theaters, indoor dining. You can still dine outdoor. Now, what's happening as they escalate these levels, a lot of business owners are, are starting to take matters into their own hand. They're like, look, I don't agree with the segregation. I'm not going to discriminate if you want to do business here. Just come on in. Um, I, I don't need to see paperwork. Um, there's going to be bylaw enforcement officers that are going to try to set examples of businesses that are um, not enforcing the uh, guidelines and the laws. I think the penalty is something like $1,000 for the business and $700 for the patron. But um, yeah, as Mark pointed out, it's it's not going to end at, 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 at two jabs because there's going to be booster shots that are going to keep coming. Doesn't even it doesn't matter stop. at this point. Like it's mandated. It's the my body, my choice thing. Well, it used to be my body, my choice. Yeah. Well, I guess that only matters if it's uh, the wham and getting it. But whatever. You know what's crazy? This mm. this point drives me absolute nuts more than anything else. So in Ontario, if you're 12, you can make unilateral medical decisions without your parents' consent. Can't drive a car. You can't vote. You can't drink alcohol. You can't buy weed. But you can make unilateral medical decisions without your parents consent so here's what they're going to do in the school system this falls so for all you guys in ontario just pay attention here they're going to have vax clinics in each school they're probably going to rotate and move around because they probably don't have enough to put it in there permanently but they're going to have vax clinics showing up and they're going to lure kids in and they're going to say this is good for you you know sally has it and becky has it so you know you can be cool like becky and sally if you sit down and take this jab over here as well and we'll give you a piece of paper saying that you're cool as well and well and by the way you know here's a cookie so just be aware of these things coming your way because your kids are not going to need your consent as a parent for that to happen which is crazy because isn't it a case if uh, an underage kid commits a crime the parents are held liable to for it like in tort laws i it depends on the crime i mean if your kid commits murder and they're 14 years old they're not going to throw you in jail they just they just put them in like juvie sentencing right yeah i guess i was thinking mostly like tort law like civil cases but yeah i think i think parents have some some liability when the kids do dumb stuff but yeah i know the whole thing it's just it all rubs me the wrong way. So I'm thinking Florida or Texas, but I really was hoping there was some place in Europe they'd be worth going. Carl speaks really well about it there. People are you are thinking of moving? Forcing it. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Ever since you were talking about it, I've been thinking about it. I, I I put Texas on my list as well. I don't know about Florida. There's too many weirdos <laughs> that I've met in Florida, so I'm not gonna... I'm not too keen on it. Plus, it's hot as shit in the summertime there. It's like wicked hot. It's Both very humid, and you get like thunderstorms every day, three times a day in the summertime. Yeah, and then I was thinking Croatia was nice, but my girl really loves Greece. And then uh, it's one of those. Greece is a bit of a shithole, though. Greece is a bit of a shithole. I think. It's I mean, it's nice to visit. Santorini. Yeah, Santorini is gorgeous. Uh, we have a donation to save the Canadians <laughs> fund. Thank you. 
<laughs> Appreciate Keep it. Keep us from turning into Australia. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Come to California. California is just falling apart, man. People are people are leaving that place like left, right, and center. Yeah. It's, I don't know how they so quickly too. The movie industry left. Tech is leaving. Everybody's yeah. Everybody's leaving. People are leaving. Legal uh, immigrants are coming in. I, yeah, like I wonder how long it's going to be before um, states that they're moving to start voting for the same policies that they left in the new state, yeah. and, it, and it changes concern. over there. Like that's a concern that I'd have. I mean, if I'm looking at places to move to in the next, you know, ten odd years, like eight to ten years or so, like I want to make sure it's not going to like just have to move again. Like it's not slowly flushing down the toilet. Do you remember? You've been to San Francisco a bunch, have you not? I've been in San Fran a couple times. Yeah. Do you remember back before the street used to smell like piss? Yeah. I miss that. I remember that. 2008 Fleet Week, you get down there, it was a beautiful city. Ottawa's starting to go that way too, man. I was up in Ottawa last weekend, you know, during that rally, and there was like some homeless guy taking a dump on the sidewalk, like, you know, right in front. Like, there's a lot of homeless up there. I mean, it's a nice city. From Winnipeg? What's that? That's like, that sounds like a Winnipeg homeless thing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's a it's a beautiful city. Like Ottawa is a really nice city uh, with mm-hmm. with great architecture and and buildings and landscaping. But um, yeah, there was a lot of homeless. Like there's a big homeless problem there too. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it was, it was like it reminded me of Victoria, BC, except for less water. Yeah. Uh, update: oh, well. He's he's on another interview right now. He'll try again in twenty minutes or so. <laughs> oh well, this maybe must be a big deal. Maybe, maybe Rich Cooper wait. Maybe that was my fault for making him try to authenticate to get in. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know I just, I, I just tick off the boxes, you know, in the settings. And I figure, you know, if I'm going to take people as, as call-ins, they probably have a Facebook or a YouTube account they can authenticate with. Yeah. Well, At I least... guess for him is, I mean, any, he's got to get as much media exposure as possible because they won't let him on CBC, which is funny because isn't that uh, publicly funded? Right. But he's Without also... Bias? Yeah, but he's also talking about defunding CBC too. So they're probably they're probably doing everything they can to make sure he doesn't get any exposure. Well, nobody's doing a better job convincing me to defund the CBC than the CBC. Yeah. So oh, what's your extra strategy? Like this. when are you thinking of going? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say they had uh there was a bunch of like anti-masks protests that okay. I accidentally showed up to. I was just going grocery shopping one day. Yeah. Ten thousand person protest right Where? outside my place. So I'm like, okay. I guess we're in the protest now. Start walking down the road. We literally walk beside, like by the CBC building. And I'm mm-hmm. talking, it went all the way. I don't know if you know Toronto well, but it went down from Lakeshore all the way up to like Queen Street. It's like two kilometers, a full mile, okay. just packed with people. Not a single word from the CBC. Uh, th- a week later, there was that, remember that Palestine thing that made the news? Mm-hmm. Literally 40 people standing in front of the CBC building, five media trucks. And like, I, I haven't trusted the media since they started uh, reporting on my deployment, but I was like there, it was like so naked. I'm like, oh my God. Anytime I've, I've been asked to comment on a story the media is running, they always twist it around. I remember I, um, I did um, one, one piece for the front page of the Toronto Star business section. They, they, they twisted parts of that around that weren't defamatory. So I was like, fine, you know, if you want to, if you want to, you know, throw a little gas on this because you think it's going to get more eyes, cool, whatever. But then there was one that had to do with bill 55, um, you know, going through parliament with the politicians voting on it. And they asked me to comment on it and I, you know, gave them my feedback and all they did was they basically took the positive news that I gave them and they twisted it around and they, 
I don't know how they think they can get away with this or if they're indemnified somehow, but they just twisted around and, and, and sold a story that, that they wanted to sell. So, I mean, it's why I've been saying for years, guys, cancel the news, cancel your cables, stop paying attention to mainstream media. You know, you have to learn how to filter through all this stuff because most of it is just utter, utter and complete crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich, it's already happening. I live in Georgia. We turned blue because of Atlanta. Don't California, my Georgia. Oh, that's unfortunate. Did I ever tell you about the vampires that I met in Georgia when I was a teenager? Like actual vamp? No, you. Funnily enough, I think I would have remembered that one. So, <laughs> so me and a friend of mine were driving down from Toronto down to, um, I think it was Clearwater, you know, for spring break, mm-hmm. and um, like we were cooking it, and it was like ten o'clock. We're getting gas somewhere in northern Georgia, and we meet these guys in an Audi that were racing us on the highway. Like we're flying, we're driving my friend's mom's Bonneville SSEI. I don't know if you remember those things, but uh, Pontiac, and. Um, they're like, hey, you know, we're going to a party. You should follow us. So they, so we, so we fall. We're like, okay, you know, fine. We're down for a party. We're seventeen. Why not? So, so we follow them down to this like ratty shit, dark area of of like there was cars in the road on on cinder blocks without wheels and stuff. And we're like, okay, we keep going and going. We're trying to take notes. So we're you know we're watching over our shoulder. They kind of take us to this area that didn't look too too bad. We're like, fine. You know, we go inside, and everything's like black inside with like black lights and as soon as you walk in this like pregnant girl runs up to me like nine months pregnant runs up to me with like the sharpest fucking big scissors i've ever seen and a piece of paper (laughs) and she goes and she shoves them on my face she goes here you got to make a snowflake now and they're all dressed like vampires like literally in black with black makeup and the whitest ass skin (laughs) my friend like we got to get the fuck out of here like we had a hand signal like this was like we got to get the fuck out of here so i was like (laughs) we're doing this so I made the snowflake. We tried to like distract him. We zipped the fuck out of there, man. It was like man. a serious oh. vampire party in the middle of Georgia. I don't know, man. The states, I got you. Got to love them, but geez, they just they don't know what moderation is. They got to go all in on something, anything. We, we could have been in the news the next morning if we didn't get. In, who the hell knows what they were up to in there? Oh, that's always fun. You, I, I do. I, have to, I guess we have time for a story. When I got out of basic training. I went back to my home. I went to visit my sister who was dating some dude in Kelowna at the time. Took me to this party and she was warning me. Or, uh, And I thought it was cool. The guy had like a, an old 1970s Ferrari. He gave me the life advice of, here, the trick is you buy like a 30-year-old Ferrari. They only cost like 36000 but you have mm-hmm. a Ferrari. And I'm like, ah, oh, cool. Why he's driving at five kilometers an hour, I'll never know. Takes us to this party and I'm fresh out of basic. I got my dog tags under my shirt and I'm thinking hoo in my head. I find out this party's like really cool guys. Turns out it's a Hell's Angels party. Mm. So I'm panicking, right? And then uh, my sister was doing a bunch of bunch of blow, so she was kind of like out of commission. And the friends basically like, look, we gotta we gotta get her out of here, or she's gonna get us killed. <laughs> There's a whole bunch more to that story. <laughs> We're talking was, about vampires and blow. Max is never gonna click yeah. that join link now. And I was all for it because a girl started flirting with me at this party, and I'm like, I know you think you're single. But does every guy here think you're single? I don't want to get murdered. You got to be careful with these things, man. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. That's the thing. So we got back. And then we ended up partying some more. And I came home telling my brother about it. And I'm like, all these stories. Like, yeah, there was the one guy at the party at the poker table. Looked like Hulk Hogan. And then our high school friend, he's like, hey, is it this guy? And we look on the news. And I guess they raided the place like an hour after we left. Whoa. And I was like, oh, man, imagine that, like, brand new Canadian Forces guy hanging out with Hell's Angels at a, at a log cabin getting arrested. I'm like, that would have ended my career so quick. Where was that? In Kelowna. 
Kelowna. It's like one of the main Hells Angels places because that's like the international airport in there. Do they still have biker gangs? I haven't I haven't seen any guys with colors and vests lately. Uh, my stepdad used to chop for the Angels, so I kind of got a little bit more exposure than any kid should have. Yeah. That's another reason why I have, like, I know we've talked before, like a lot of these guys who talk about their prison time and dealing with underground stuff. I just got no patience for it anymore. I'm like, I got that out of my system when I was 12. Got it. Yeah. So um, what's on the short list for you guys to look at, you know, going to? So far, it's either the States and got some places in Europe. I was thinking Southern France would be nice. We always wanted to check out Spain. France is awful, dude. Yeah, Mediterranean places maybe. Maybe, but we want to go there and see for ourselves, right? I haven't thought about South America, though. So I don't know. I haven't... See, a lot of guys get the idea that, that, that South America is the place to go, but anybody that's lived there for a certain period of time will tell you, yeah, the women are beautiful and they're feminine and everything's cheap and food's great and weather's nice and blah, 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 but they always leave after a while, right? And it's not because they're forced yeah. to leave, it's because they've had enough. I don't know, man. Like, whatever. Like, I like Europe, too. Um, well, for me, I'm like you. I'm thinking pragmatically. Tax situation, entrepreneurship, internet connection, because, I mean, that's the career, right? right? Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of my big concern, that and just having nice things and places to go. I don't want to live in some Thailand shithole like Phuket. And You can work anywhere doing what you're doing. What about your chick, though? Like, Can she just re- relocate with the company that she works for and go remote? Or Maybe. We'll see. This COVID thing's really laying hard on the uh, work from home stuff. So yeah. it might end up being a permanent situation. It might not. It might end up my channel blows up and she'll just say, fuck it, let's get out of here. Who knows? Right. As a Canadian, I want no LGBTQBS in the education system, low taxes, no capital gains, no bad pass. I love PPC, but CPC is my vote to kick out Trudeau. That's yes. I think that's the approach that most guy, people are going to be taking. That's what I'm doing. Um, yeah, Isn't there's... That, uh, don't you guys have that in Ontario already? The uh, They have to give the diversity thing. It's in the curriculum. I remember seeing a report on it. I was reading some of the lesson plans. I don't know if that went through or not. You're the one that's got the kid in school, so you're kind of probably following it closer than I am. I haven't heard any more details about curriculum changes for uh, critical race theory and stuff like that or LGBTV stuff. Um, my kid's in Catholic school, uh, um, oh, yeah, so right. they're a little more adverse to that stuff. Although I suspect it's 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 probably going to change. It's just going to change a little slower than the public school system. The only thing that feeds me with hope is that I don't remember anything from high school. So whatever they're trying to teach him, it's probably not going to stick. <laughs> or maybe, yeah. maybe Ontario schools are better than BC schools. But over here, my teachers were high most of the time. I just yeah. sat there doodling. What do you think of this guy, Chris Sky? Chris Sky? Who the hell's do you know who he is? He's that guy with a neck tattoo. Oh, that guy. I don't know. Like, he's not wrong. I don't think he's helping. Like, you know, everybody has that extreme opinion and they have to go instantly to like the, the lizard people thing. And it kind of the kind of person who needs to be persuaded about the, the, the vaccination passports and that is kind of they're not extreme people. They don't want to mm-hmm. hear about the Clintons killing people on their island with Epstein. They just want to have like nice, simple, factual things. And I think guys like that make it very easy to dismiss everybody as like an anti-vaxxer or some stuff. So it means well, and I don't disagree with him. I just don't think he's helping. Probably yeah. not a popular opinion, though. A lot of guys like him. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure why. Uh, I mean, because he's loud and know. bombastic. He's loud and he's tatted up, and he makes sense, you know, for a lot of people in a crazy world. 
you gentlemen should read the book Nomad Capitalist. Lots of good information to get you going on becoming an expat. So, Connor, I, I actually had a Andrew Henderson on the Playing to Win uh, playlist a few months back, maybe six to eight <laughs> months ago. Um, you go back to my place and you'll find it. And I also had another guy, uh, Dave Lesperance, in the last two months, I believe, who currently lives in Poland. He's moving to Mexico soon with his wife. And um, he's also kind of in the same business. And we had a very long and interesting conversation. So, there, so there's two casts on this Plane to Win channel with some more information. I'm, I'm pretty well versed. I mean, I just haven't yeah. made a decision and I have to collect some more information. And this is a pretty big uh, choice for me. So I'm going to move with it you know, slow. And I don't really have, you know, a push of time. I mean, I still have a kid to raise, so I'm, so I'm busy with that. Yeah. We'll do it right. I mean, Ultimate Cad, he was a great married red pill guy and he had the same thing. Wife cheated on him. He made himself, uh, his mental point of origin eventually started like opening up the marriage and didn't tell her about it. And he goes, and everybody's like, why didn't you just leave her? She cheated on you. He goes, I'm going to leave, but I'm not a child. who's just going to do a knee jerk reaction. I'm doing it on my timeline. And I don't, I'm surprised more red pill guys don't try to take their emotions out of it and not just mm. knee jerk to every wrong that's done play the long game yeah yeah that's Plus what i like about <laughs> yeah that's what i really like about your philosophy ryan like uh, like i like you know when we do a rule zero and we and we get like chime in from different angles and i don't agree with everything that everybody says but i respect and i enjoy the perspective that you bring yeah well i was gonna say i think it's the canadian things so you're the same way you're like all right take a step back take a breath what's the best way out of this one? And I always like those. Yeah, it's, it's, it's logic and reason. Just just apply a little. It's like bread and butter, man. You toast it up and you throw a little butter. It's like bread and butter, logic and reason. You know, they go together nicely. Exactly. And all I could, oh, by the way, when you were talking about the nomad capitalist thing, the only thing I could think of is, do you remember the old Rodney Dangerfield movie, Back to School? Mm -hmm. Remember the part where uh, Dangerfield's character had to do a report on Kurt Vonnegut? And everybody's making fun of him. Ago, like, yeah. did you read the book even? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. And then you open the door and Kurt Vonnegut shows up. That's all <laughs> I can think of the rich guy. It's like, I didn't have to read the book. He's right here. <laughs> Guys are saying that your audio is a little bit low. I don't know if you have a, oh, is a it? gain that you can. It sounds fine in my ears. You, you it might fine. be. How about there? It's the new microphone. I got the uh, I got the full on XL XLR. Here, I'll turn you down a bit so you're not blasting in my ears there. Oh, am I blasting in yours? Okay. Yeah, I'm but looking at it. I so far, my it's volume cranked up. How do you like no, that? No, it might be. It, yeah, the SMB70 or 57. It's like, because you have the the shoot, right? Shoot sure. 7B yeah. or the Shure 7B. Yeah. This one is the same thing, but uh, without any of the marketing. Like it used to be, you remember the little metal ball they used to put on ones that you see at concerts and that? Right. That's this mic. Okay. It just wasn't made for podcast type people. So that I liked it because it was just different. Yeah. It doesn't sound much different from the other one. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah. As long as it works. I figured I got to lay you taught me this too. start spending things on the channel because then tax wise, it helps as a write off. So I'm like, oh, I guess I better start investing. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. I, take that money and, and spend it on stuff that's good for building the business. It pisses me off. I can't leave Canada without the job. I'm, yeah, see, I'm that's sure the you thing. can. I mean, like, can't you just can't you just get on a flight and leave? I mean, don't you have to deal with all that stuff when you come back? Not on a flight. They won't actually let you on on a plane right now without your things. I don't know how the exceptions are working out. Everything's still in flux. You need a clear flux. test or or proof of the jab, right? Yeah, but because of the mandates that just came out, it's kind of being extended now to the point where they might not let you on without. Really? That's where the uncertainty lies. 
Like, because you saw the news, right? Air Canada just had a mandate that all employees will have double vaccinations or be put on indefinite leave, unpaid leave. All right. And there's going to be it's a not... lot of lawsuits. I mean, there's got to be a big class action lawsuit coming for everybody that's like technically going to get laid off. Dude, I'm hoping so. And that's the thing I'm wondering too, because I get it. It's probably not the company. It's probably the government mandating it and them having to enforce it. Because the Supreme Court of Canada was saying a private company can't actually infringe on your charter rights. It's only the government. But I'm going, well, surely the law sees this easy runaround of like the government can just mandate companies do it for them. And now it's legal. I'm like... That just seems too easy a case to be made. I don't trust a lot of these legal opinions. What's the point of having a charter of rights if if there's an exception for the gar- for the government to violate your your freedoms? Yeah, that's that first line in there. It has to be weighed against the public good. And I'm like, Americans had it. I think they had it right where they're like, no, 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 no exceptions. And then if they want to have an exception, they have to argue for it as opposed to us arguing that this shouldn't be an exception. <laughs> that's one thing I'm going to get. Got to blame Trudeau's dad for that one. He's the one who signed it in. Which dad? His biological father or his <laughs> oh, cuck father? Oh, you're going there. Because, <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about his biological father, we need to bring in Fidel Castro. Fair point. Fair point. I forgot <laughs> all about that one. He's had so many scandals, it. I'd forgotten about that. I was remembering his uh, his visit to Billionaire Island that they got paid for. Or Haven't you, haven't you noticed the parallels with authoritarianism? You know, Fidel, Trudeau, it's <laughs> kind of the same thing. It's just, you know, at least in Cuba, they had nice beaches and water. Yeah, good point to that. Can't really do the same with Cherry Beach, although the dogs seem to like it. I don't want to work out at home when I have LA Fitness. That okay. reminds me, I canceled my damn membership. Oh, I'm not going to use gym facilities during this crap again. That's okay. I got a gym in the basement and bands and, and, <laughs> and I do have a dojo to go to. That's not cut. They're not going to enforce nice. bylaws and bullshit. I remember last time we talked about your gym when, uh, John was making fun of you. You can afford a supercar, but you can't even have a gym in your house. I guess you took it to heart. No, Fine. I, got a gym in the house. I got it all, man. I'm, I'm not, I mean, like the, like the only way that this really affects me is I have to, like I'm pretty much restricted with travel right now. It's it's just stupid, you know, from that sense. Yeah. But pretty much everything. Like, I don't wear a mask when I go into a gas station. It's like you know, I'll go fill up my car with gas. I'll walk in. There's a nice man behind some plexi glass cover, you know, and he's like, "Hey, how are you?" I'm like, "I'm doing good." Nice. Tap my card, swipe it. He goes, "You want the receipt?" No, I'm good. Have a nice day. All right, see you later. That's it. Yeah. I mean, and I get it. For a lot of companies, they have to mandate it because they don't want to get fined. So, but it's like, if I don't want to shop here, I won't shop here. If the condition of me shopping here is using a mask, then like I've changed my spending habits to the point where if it's something I like the inconvenience of wearing a mask versus the convenience of what it is I want to purchase now mm. has made me stop shopping in a lot of places I otherwise would have because of this. And I can only imagine how most people's spending habits have changed. And I'm guessing that causes a lot of damage to a lot of businesses out there. It's good for Amazon. It's good for anything that's online. Oh, I know. Our concierge. Nothing but Amazon boxes everywhere. They've turned into like a shipping center now. It's so annoying. Yeah, this is, um, so this is an interesting one. Like, are they going to start banning car meets? And I'm waiting for clarity on that. Because if they, if I get kicked out or if I can't go to car meets, I guess I'll create my own. We'll see. (laughs) I was going to say, F1 is no longer in Montreal. It's at Rich's house. Yeah, right. I don't see how they could ban that though. That's like. Montreal's little summer festivals, that's their bread and butter. Imagine saying no more Just for Laughs, no more F1, no it's more Fashion Week. The extent to which the governments, federal and provincial, have run with this crisis 
and mm-hmm. used it to their advantage to extend control and print, you know, more checks to get people on, you know, the government teat. It's, yeah. it's just, it's insane. Like that, like this last two years has turned what was already a shit show into a giant shit show and made it even worse. Oh, right? I agree. It's, it's hope- like, this is a hole that you cannot dig out of. Like there's so much debt now in the last two years and there's, this mental condition, like I was talking to a friend of mine that runs a restaurant. He's like, mm-hmm. I can't get staff. He's like, I can't get people to wash dishes. I can't get wait staff because they get just as much, if not in some cases, more money sitting at home on their asses doing nothing. Right. Oh, so yeah. Like, why would people go back to work? It's a weird incentive. And that's the worst part because all those serve payments, all the investment, we spent like, what was it? $350 billion in the first year alone just on this stuff meanwhile not a single dollar of that went to increasing hospital capacity because wasn't that the whole reason we did this to flatten the curve because hospitals were going to get overloaded yeah yeah meanwhile we could have invested all of that money into more capacity and then had long-term infrastructure in place like i'm with you like that would have made sense have you i would have bought into it then did you did you happen to go to any hospitals in the last two years yeah oh empty couldn't I saw the same it. thing here dude like i've been to hospitals i think two like maybe three times in the last two years, yeah. um, you know, like you go to your doctor and they want to reference you in to do a test or something like that. Empty, empty. Like there's no tents with people lying in the hallways on beds. Empty. Yeah. Right? So where is this? Like you know, we've got problems with the medical system being overburdened because all I saw was empty parking lots and and empty hallways. Well, and you can look this stuff up. Ontario actually had like a. Uh... They had an ICU monitoring service on on the provincial website where you could actually see. Uh, Toronto or Ontario has something like 1,274 ICU beds, of which 1,000 and change had ventilator capacities. Mm-hmm. And then as of today, and you know, I would check it religiously. I'm like, oh, okay, so what's the capacity today? Never once above 35%. Now, maybe 36% is a crisis as far as the hospital is concerned, but that makes no sense to me. Like, we never got to pass to the point of our capabilities. I think the worst case scenario is hot spots would have to move people from one clinic to another, but... I mean, anybody who's dealt with any trauma stuff knows that if you have like a large trauma event, you'll often move people to other hospitals anyway. Did you ever watch that Netflix series, How to Become a Tyrant? No, I've heard you guys keep telling me to, though. It's on my list, but I still haven't finished Rolo's book, so I got to get on this, too. (laughs) It's good. But like one of the things that stood out to me on that was that, you know, throughout history, people love being ruled like they like rulers. I was like, okay, you know, I kind of marinated on that a little bit. And then the other day I'm watching the special on... um, Actually, it wasn't even a special. I was watching a YouTube video, the sailing video, and they were visiting, uh, you know, the Yucatan Peninsula, and they were, mm-hmm. you know, doing a little bit of tour of these Mayan ruins, you know, with a sailing boat and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, th- the guy was kind of giving a history lesson. They were talking about how, like, how the entire community rallied together to build these giant, you know, stone structures to worship, you know, their gods or their priests, you know, their high priests and stuff like that. And it dawned on me again. Here we have it again, another, you know historical massive you know civilization that that all you know served one ruler like throughout history humans like being ruled we like rulers when i say we i'm talking about everybody else but the ones yeah, everybody else but <laughs> yeah everybody else. But, but i mean i just don't understand it like why is it that that such a large part of the population bends the knee and says okay master okay sir okay whatever it is that you tell me to do without questioning it Without saying, is this good for me? You know, because we talk all the time about mental point of origin. Yeah. How does this serve me? Right. And that's like the easiest, like, dude, I have no problem serving somebody if doing so serves my best interest. 
But like that, for some reason, people just kind of forget the second half of that. Like, dude, you're allowed to want things. I'm even okay paying taxes. Like, fine, tax me, take it. Yeah. But I want to agree with where you're sending the money because there's a lot of dumb shit that they spend my money on that I just don't agree with. Yeah. Right. I'm just not aligned with it. And grab a couple. Yeah, and I get it. You're not going to agree with everything, but like as a general principle, if it's mostly going, okay, I can see that even if I don't agree with it. I know there's a case to be made for a lot of like wealth transfers, like uh, welfare and that, because in ancient Renaissance Italy or in Renaissance Italy, they had a situation where a lot of like the rich merchant class there had these ostentatious lives. And what happened is every generation or so, peasants would grab pitchforks and start burning places to the ground. And so that's why a lot of the old Renaissance castles and that for the medievals, like the Medici's and that, Mm -hmm. were very, very plain facing. They realized just don't flaunt it. And it'll be fine. So I'm all for a, a nice, generous welfare state just to keep like the pitchforks from coming out as a self-interest. But yeah, I agree. But that's the thing. Like nobody's making that case anymore. It's just I need votes and poor people will vote for free stuff. Well, it's not yeah. free. You're paying for it technically. You and well, me. It's, well, it's free to the vast majority of the population. But I mean, all empires fail. I mean, we've we've in my view gone well past the tipping point and and this and this beer bug thing was like the thing that pushed it well past the tipping point in, in my mm-hmm. view like the roman empire failed the greek empire the ottoman empire the mayans disappeared you know the egyptian like, like all of these massive empires that we've had you know throughout history are all they have left is like stone structures that's it that's <laughs> still it. standing better in our damn houses <laughs> Well, yeah, and they're, and they're going to stand the test of time far better than what we've built in Canada or America or in other cities, right? I mean, those things will all crumble and be consumed by the earth, you know, in, in due course. Uh, let me grab these over here. Rich Ryan, who are you voting for? No BS. I'm going to vote for whoever gets Trudeau out. So I'm going to check my riding, and I'm going to see basically what the best chance is of getting Trudeau out, and I'll vote for that guy. Same. Uh, as long as it's not the NDP, because I can't stand jag meat. Um, <laughs> lion sack of shit. Uh, Canada sounds so free right now compared to here, here in Australia. That's saying something. It's it's really um, it's really not that. I mean, it's probably better than Australia than what you guys have right now. I mean, I saw videos of some guys that were getting ticketed for not wearing a mask driving in their car or something like that, or they can't leave. Like, what is it, like a 10 or 15 kilometer radius? Like, that's just insane. Yeah, they sound like uh, how Quebec had it there for that five-month period in the winter. Yeah, and, and the wintertime is the worst time to do it because it's dark and cold and you're stuck inside. Uh, Jeff said, uh, escape France for Canada, beautiful country, but unfortunately, Rich is right about commies. Yes, Spain is a good alternative. I have Ooh. friends that live in Spain and they seem to like it. I don't know what the situation is like over there, I gotta ask. Rich Ryan, what's your red line in regards to these expanding vax mandates, COVID restrictions that will convince you to leave? I can't leave right now anyway. Um, it's going to have to get really, really bad. Um, and I mean, if it gets to that point, maybe I can convince my ex-wife to like, Hey, let's, you know, let's take her kid and go move somewhere else. It's better for everybody. Yeah. I'm with you. I've already crossed the red line, but I'm doing it on my terms. I'm just, I'm not just going to knee jerk, burn everything down and move. Yeah. I'm doing it strategically. Yeah. So you got to suck it up a little bit, whatever. We're Canadians. We're good at that. Yeah. We're good at taking some shit for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in the States and I have very little knowledge of Canadian politics. My question is who is favored to win your election coming up? I think, well, according to the polls, which you can't really rely on because they come from the mainstream media, um, it looks like it's going to be a conservative minority government, which is Aaron O'Toole. Yeah. Cause I know, and I know, well, technically 
the last time a snap election got called, it was Harper in 2008. And he thought he would be able to win a majority and they ended up getting like an extra three seats. So it was basically just another minority government. Mm -hmm. So like the classical predictions is that Canada is just going to follow suit and it's going to be a liberal minority still with a couple more seats. But yeah, everybody's freaking out about the poll. So nobody I'm, knows. I'm like, it just tells me what the state of Canada is when you look at the leader. You know, it's the same thing with the U.S. Like the fact that Biden is the president of the United States, people are like, well, he's not the real president. They didn't they didn't vote for it. OK, whatever. He's still finally the they can't make fun of us anymore. <laughs> at least Justin's awake. <laughs> yeah, at, at least Justin's awake. Yeah. He's lost woke. less he's, people in Afghanistan. Justin is so awake. He's woke. Right. Yeah. At least Biden's oh. not that stage of wokeness. But anyway. It's just, it's just sad, dude. It's, it's like you know, you look at it and you're like, yeah, this is, this is our leader. I'm very sorry. You guys have to listen to this shit. You know, it's, you know, it's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, at least he's not in blackface. I guess we got that going for us, for yeah. once. I don't know if he's gonna come, man. It doesn't look like it. Oh, that's annoying, man. It was like the, like I love, I love your show. It's one of the few pieces of content I actually watch from like everything. As much as I love Rolo, like a three-hour live stream, I'm like, I know your material. You at least show me something new. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Although we'll see. He's going to be doing something new. Do you see he's gone full like Red Pill Avenger and gone to fight the fires? What do you mean? Uh, in Nevada and all there because of the, the wildfires going around with all the arsonists. He's donning some volunteer firefighter gear and he's going to work. I did not know that. Oh, dude, we have some Red Pill stories for you. This isn't a new thing either. Like for Rolo, okay. he does that on occasion. Uh, there was a guy from the married red pill, Bogey D six. He works for an oil company somewhere down in the States during, do you remember the Texas floodings they had? And they had the, uh, yeah. the Texas, like, yeah, he was leading the charge on that one too. We had some great field reports. He's like, yeah, since I've done my red pill journey, become my mental point of origin. Now I realized like I sent my family to my, like, he did the plan, get my family to grandmother's place on high ground where it's good. And then he just like rolled up his sleeves and started saving people out of their houses. I was like the coolest thing ever. And it was just seeing, like, when you talk about, like, Red Pill, it saved my life. Yeah, he actually just started saving Texas. And I was like, it's pretty impressive. So, like, has he got, like, a full outfit and, like, a piss pack and everything like that? Oh, he had he had a, he had a couple boats already. He had, like, a bunch of boats because he always went fishing. And mm -hmm. he had stuff for boating around in the lakes and that. So he's like, all right, let's just turn it into Texas Navy. And so he grabbed a bunch of his, his employees from the rigs and that. And they all got into boats. And they just started fishing people out of the water during the floods. And he's like, yeah, uh, I've already taken care of my family. I've handled all my stuff. And now my point, I'm, I'm going to be a hero. And it was like, it was really cool. He's like, I even made the news. We can't talk about that because he's like, showed my face. But fun, fun uh, fact, I, um, I did some firefighting when I worked with the Ministry of Natural Resources when I was 16 during that summer in the Ontario Ranger program. They, oh, and they handed out these things that they called piss packs, which were basically backpacks with a bladder they filled with water. And he had a big squirt gun on it. Yeah. The metal right. ones, right? The yeah, galvanized yeah, yeah. steel. Yeah, I remember yeah. those. Yeah. I got you beat though when I was 16 because we had skitters. So we'd put the big water thing on the skitter and run around with that in a fire hose. <laughs> there, it's it's the only thing I can say that I've driven that's cooler than your than your McLaren is like a skitter. <laughs> skitter. Those are the things they take the inner tubes and they make tubes that you can have like four friends sit on when you go down the river. Uh, my brother and I are in our early 20s. We sold all of our stuff and are leaving Ontario next week, going to Mexico. Had enough of the scamdemic. Yeah, it, it's hey, look, part of I've, Mexico. I know um, I know three guys that are in the Yucatan now. I know a guy that's in Barbados. I know another guy that's in uh, Cayman. The guy that went down to uh, Arizona, and they basically like 
they basically picked up businesses that were either seven or eight figure businesses, um, you know, like anywhere from, you know, seven to $20 million a year in sales. And they've picked mm -hmm. up the businesses and they've left. They yeah. sold all of their shit and they left. They took their money, they took the hey, business and they're gone. Go to where you treated better, right? Uh, yeah. One thing for Mexico guy though, too, interesting fact, I didn't know about this. My girl, uh, she's from Mexico and it turns out there's a lot of laws there that are kind of bad for expats. Like, for example, you can't own property within 300 kilometers of an ocean unless you, can, you have like a, a local you can, citizen. But to what vouch you do you. is you have a bank hold it in trust for you, which I don't like because if you let the bank hold your assets, the state has throughout history from time to time seized assets when it felt like it needed to. Yeah, exactly. So I don't really trust that. But yeah. And then the squattered rights there are pretty aggressive. So you, if you have a vacation property, you've always got to spend time down there or get somebody else down there. It's hard to yeah. get renters. It's just a lot of legal issues that like, I'm surprised you didn't think they would come up because you're kind of babied in Canada with the way ours works. So yeah. just do your due diligence, get a good lawyer. You'll know he's the good one if he's got that Anejo, uh, the vodka with this or the tequila with the stag on the front. <laughs> That's what our lawyer down there has. Dougie and his belly convinced me to get the jab. Okay. <laughs> It's your body, least, guys. You know, you do what you want. Take it. Don't take it. I'm not going to like it doesn't bother me either way. Yeah. Do your own research. Like I said, for me, it's never been a health issue for me. It's always just like a I don't I don't want the government to have that kind of control. It's that simple. Yeah, it's a necessary overreach. And I think the government's gotten to the point where it's like it's gotten too big, too fast, too fat and too stupid. And it's just it's just like an it's like Jabba the Hutt. It's like a big, <laughs> fat, incompetent, retarded blob that 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 really shouldn't be that big or, or exist, right? So I don't know, whatever. Anyway, guys, I'm real sorry Max didn't make it. Um, I had some dialogue back and forth in email on my other screen over here with his handler, Ryan, and um, doesn't look like it's going to happen. So I'll probably change the title of this playing to win to politics and stuff with Ryan. I don't know. Yeah, I'll come up with another name of the title. Well, it sucks. I need a catchy name like Mad Max. Too bad. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll try again. We'll see. Yeah, I'd, I'll be looking forward to it, man. I'll plug the shit out of that. I think you guys, I think the audience would really love that. Even Americans who have no idea what's going on. I think it'll be nice to see, I mean, a sane, level-headed, rational, educated politician talking like reasonably like a normal person. It'd be a breath of fresh air. I get a good vibe from him. So let's put it that way. I mean, mm -hmm. I wish him his luck in his, in his pursuit for, you know, the role of prime minister. I think he would do a, a far better job than Trudeau. I mean... <laughs> this this empty mug with like warm tea in it would do a far better job than Trudeau. Honestly, we should we should make this mug the new prime minister of Canada. It's it's you know it's got a nice avatar on it. It's very very handsome face and I some like good that. lyrics here that are good reminders. So running you know, for the Rhino Party, maybe yeah maybe we'll set this up as the mug party for the <laughs> prime minister. Of Canada. <laughs> it's gotten that bad. Yeah. Uh -huh. Anyway. Guys, thanks for watching. Sorry, um, you know about the uh, about you know missed opportunity, but I think Ryan's a great stand-in. And Ryan, thanks for joining me. Um, we got uh, Rule Zero Saturday. Do we know who's hosting? Should we mention that? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. Ro Rolo has the look or has the list, so it might be me. Even I couldn't tell you. All right, well, we'll figure it out. We'll catch up yeah. with you guys later. You can follow us on social media to find out. We'll see you guys later. Peace.